0: Welcome to See for Yourself. I am Medusa, and I'm joined today by He Dusa. He Dusa. All right. So nice to have you here.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, it's it's good to be here. I'm I'm, I'm happy to be uh, Dusa du, do, double Dusaing it with you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Today we are covering a film that is starring Johnny Depp. It's called Chocolate. It has become a cult film classic. Wow,
1: okay. That's, that's exciting.
0: Yes. So thinking about the name of the movie, what would you think that this movie would be about?
1: There's this, uh... <sighs> <laughs> I, I really want it to be about traveling salespeople. That's what they do, is they're just like, yeah, and we'll sell chocolate. There was this really great bit in Spongebob when I was coming up, and I, I loved the, the chocolate bit. They decided they were going to be chocolate entrepreneurs, and I would love it to be about that, but uh, you know, that feels a little bit, you know, okay, we've we've seen that already. You're just copying the Spongebob thing. We're, we're copying the Spongebob thing, but with Johnny Depp, I mean, already hard not to love. I, I guess if I were to try to do something more original, I guess I would want... maybe. Maybe we live in a world where, like, nobody ever found, like, sweets of any kind, or like, sugar is purely used for, like, maybe making baked goods or, 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 or more serious, quote unquote, serious confectionery needs. And one person's just trying really hard to get some, some chocolate made. He's discovered this, this bean, and he's trying to work it in, and like, everyone's like, no, that's dumb, it's a stupid idea, but he's, he's just really trying to change the world with his chocolate.
0: Well, because, uh, the star of the Movie. One of the stars of the movie is Johnny Depp, and he's made another movie about chocolate.
1: Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or Wonka, Billy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, something like that.
0: I, do you think it's going to be something along them lines, or a spinoff of that, or oh. a precursor to that?
1: I I don't know why, but I kind of I kind of would love that, but I doubt it. There's no way, right? Like, there's no way that that Johnny Depp in this movie is just like, all right, guys, guys, hear me out. What if there was a giant factory that all it made was different cans? And chocolates. Maybe that's how the movie ends, like he's actually the guy who invents chocolate in this film. He invented chocolate. That's how the movie ends is he invents it and people love it. At the end, like maybe after the credits are done rolling, he's like sitting in a, in a dark room with a bunch of like big wig types at the time and they're like, oh, yes, what's our next move, Mr. Johnny Depp's character? And he's like, I'm gonna build a chocolate factory.
0: Would you go see this movie just because Johnny Depp's in it? Would you be intrigued by just the word chocolate?
1: This is very much the producer's sort of mindset. I have to I have to make a film that will interest a person, you know, automatically interest them, automatically get them in the seat. That's a that's a smart way to review films. I don't know. When I think of chocolate as a film title, it sounds kind of sexy. Like I don't know why chocolate. Chocolate just sounds like it's about like a romance between one character and another and there's something like sensual about it. And unfortunately, that's just not my demographic. I want a giant monster or I want someone to rebel against a terrible society and and fight back against oppression. You know, uh, those are my kinds of stories that I like to see. And I, I just don't see that with the title Chocolate. As far as Johnny Depp and his acting go, I will say I have been tainted by his performance in Pirates of the Caribbean and how he has like sort of continued to play that similar character but I liked almost everything he made before those films so I'm interested to see I know Chocolate is uh, older than than, or uh, for some reason I think Chocolate is older than Pirates of the Caribbean I could be wrong about that but I tend to believe that his acting is better pre-blowing up in that film franchise um, so I'm, I'm hopeful for him. I, I would be more interested in seeing a pre-Pirates of the Caribbean Johnny Depp than a post-Pirates of the Caribbean Johnny Depp.
0: Well, I can understand that. It's a vast difference from some of the movies that he's played before. I'll just talk a little bit about the film. <clears throat> the film is about a woman and her dog. They move into this remote village and she proceeds to open up a chocolate factory. Or a chocolate shop, really. And this just goes against the whole community it really takes you on a ride i think i think this movie should be seen by people of all ages Mm. well we'll see what i mean when we get into the movie but i think it's a wonderful movie and i'm so pleased that you're gonna watch it today
1: yeah yeah i mean i uh i said like fighting against an oppressive system and it kind of sounds like there is an oppressive system in this movie so maybe the blurb would have been enough to get me into the seat you know or to get me to buy a ticket or whatever however you want to think about it maybe maybe after watching the trailer I would have I would have been like yeah yeah this is this is pretty good when when did you uh come across chocolate or did you see it when it oh, when it opened
0: no I didn't see it when it opened but I kept hearing about it every time I tried to find it I couldn't find it and then I found did more research on it and I found that it was a, a cult classic and that I just presumed that's why I was having trouble finding a copy of it and finally one day I found it and then I was just really hooked on it where is the movie set do you think
1: so if the setting and the time have to be against someone opening a chocolate shop i would think it has to be like 1700s or maybe 1800s you know we love picking on the french in this podcast so i'll say for the france those those french people are just like god chocolate disgusting we eat frogs you know and the 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 complete and utter lack of frogs in the menu for this place is just they hate it they hate it that's what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say uh, 1800s france
0: all right well I'm going to be anxious for you to see this along with me and, and, and see if you like it as much as I, I do. Do you think there'll be any really cool things that they do with chocolate in this film?
1: Okay, if I'm being realistic, they'll probably do like a like a cool chocolate sculpture, right? Like there'll be like a big chocolate rabbit and then that's how chocolate rabbits were invented or, or something, you know, what I would love to see. And I'm not saying we have to do this. I'm not saying it has to be in the movie. I would, I'd like it if it were, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they, like, pour chocolate on the bad guy. Like, the the bad dude who's saying, like, you can't be, you know, doing all this in this town because we're not about that. uh, You're bad. They pour chocolate on him, and it's just such hot chocolate that it just, you know, after they're done pouring it on him and the the chocolate stops pouring, now all that's left is his skeleton. And like, oh, they killed him with really hot chocolate. Oh. And that would be cool for me. We don't have to do this. It doesn't ruin the movie if it's not in there. It's just what I want.
0: Do you think there'll be any romance in this movie?
1: Well, I I did say... Say that the name itself implies sensuality to me so for some reason chocolate as a word is just a sensual word so yeah i mean yeah maybe maybe johnny depp is uh he's interested in the shop owner or maybe he uh maybe she's interested in him maybe that's the whole reason she's opening the chocolate shop she's just like i'm in this new town and this guy has just captivated me and he's always saying how everything here tastes bad and doesn't have any life in it and so i'll create this food that does and i'll open a shop around it or i'll try to introduce maybe they don't create the chocolate maybe they they just have brought chocolate from wherever they're from and they say hey try this chocolate and he's like what is chocolate and then they start a romance because he just falls in love with the chocolate and he helps her build the thing and he supports her when she's having difficulties maybe
0: yeah Uh, do you think that there are many relationships in this or if it's just narrowed down to a small cast of characters
1: oh is it an ensemble piece or is it a uh, more of a farce kind Mm of thing Mm. I I do love bottle movies or, or movies where it's just like one location two or three characters that's it i think that could be really it's just johnny Depp, the the shop owner and her daughter and that's it for the whole movie and all we get to see of like the other people is like oh i i came in to see you at the shop today but i saw this note on the door and it's from the the mayor and he's saying you better get out of town or what have you, Uh, you can do that. And it's super cool when you do. I will say it's a little less exciting. I I understand why people generally don't love it. But it is interesting to see, right? Like to try to make a full... How long is the movie? Do we know?
0: I can't remember how long it is.
1: Let's just say two hours. A movie with Johnny Depp, you kind of want to have a little more time and it's a romance or it seems like it's probably going to be a romance. Two whole hours of just one place with just these people is kind of hard. So I get if maybe they don't want to do that. I think that like a small ensemble cast of maybe like, I'm gonna say the number ten. Let's say ten different people, and each of them is very distinct. One of them's the mayor. One of them's the doctor. He's the only doctor in town. One of them's the the soldier from a foreign war, who's really like in his head about what he's had to see and do. They're all like quirky and like distinctive characters. But uh, I guess I really only gave one character, the soldier from the foreign war. The other two are just jobs. I'm bad at this. It sounds like. <laughs>
0: Well, do you think this is... Are you afraid it's going to be a chick flick?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, You, you know what? Yeah, I think I am a little afraid of that. I think that... Uh,
0: because of Johnny Depp?
1: I don't think it's Johnny Depp that I'll put all the blame on. I think the title has something to do with it. The fact that we are dealing with a female leading film, typically when it's a woman in the lead, you're going to have... It's sort of a chick flick a little bit. I will say out of all the different genres and subgenres, rom-coms, chick flicks are my least explored. and it's And it's terrible because I genuinely, believe that any any genre can be done in such a way that I'll like it right
0: yes yes
1: but I, I do feel that, that that's the genre that I explore the least.
0: The reason I wanted you to watch this is because it's unbelievable that one film can have this much. So I'm going to be interested to see what you're going to think about it when we get done watching the movie. Is there anything you think might be in this movie that would ruin it for you? Uh,
1: I mean, other than Johnny Depp playing Captain Jack Sparrow, you know, uh, if I catch even a whiff of that, it's going to ruin it immediately. We talked a little bit about it potentially being a rom-com or. Or a chick flick if we do have that i just don't want one of the things to be if a good romantic partner comes along it'll fix everything in your life that is a very common trope in these kinds of movies well if you just have a good man come along he'll totally fix all your problems or vice versa you know if you have a good woman come along she'll fix all of your problems and i just don't i've never seen that done well i'm open to chocolate maybe changing my mind but every time i see it i, I consistently have problems with it and it ruins films for me like holistically there will be a film i love and then that one thing comes up and i'm like oh this kind of kind of ruins the character's growth and change that they could have had in this film just for a cheap oh they're look how close they are because she fixed him or because he fixed her you know
0: yeah i think it's much better to to see an ending where the person actually fixes herself. i agree yeah so let's hope that can happen
1: do you have any examples of films where you've seen like the character fix themselves and you felt really good about it like yeah you you did it and like you can still have have a romantic partner and fix yourself like that's totally normal
0: oh I, I'm sure I have none comes to mind right now but I'm sure that I have
1: that's okay I ought to be honest with you I can't think of one myself but again this is my least explored genre so right I am a little bit uh, out of it
0: well we are coming up on that time do you have any last minute things you'd like to predict about the movie
1: hmm I'd like to see a scene where Johnny Depp just animalistically tears into some chocolate like he's just just gobbling it down and he's just slamming it. It's very ugly. It's it's just getting all over him, you know. I'd love to see that kind of a feral response to something that's like new or exciting or done really well, you know, something like that. I think that that would be a cool, like very specific scene to include in this movie, but I think it'd be fun to watch.
0: I can see your image coming out of your body and that you've, you've already foreseen something that you think is going to be really, really good in this that needs to be in this so let's go let's watch this movie and see what happens okay great watching the movie, I have to ask you, what are your thoughts?
1: I guess I'm really surprised by how well this movie handles its love story. The love story element of any of these, like, drama films is, it's very slice of life, kind of. You're sort of just watching a day in the life, but there's there's more to it when you look at the specifics. But whenever you do that, and you inject a romantic element to it, it's very easy to fall down into, like, the pits of it's just a rom-com now. You know, and I don't think this movie ever does that. It's, it never fully commits to romance or fully commits to comedy. It is trying to do slice of life but elevated. More than just a day in the life, it's, it's something more. Do you think that there were ele- any elements in the film that elevated it from what could have been a very mundane story? Because I don't think anyone would argue this is a mundane story. There's obviously a lot of interesting stuff going on here. Are there any things that like specifically lifted it up in that way for you?
0: I think for me it was the cast of characters how they were bought into the movie. They did a great job with the characters. It was so vast and varied, and it was just uh, kind of took you a lot of different places. But being the theme of the movie, I thought, was the morality and how it could have lifted that community up or just totally torn it apart and how it could have easily wrecked people's lives.
1: I know that you don't need me to say this, but I just want to applaud you for having a very good grasp of the term theme in a theme in film has to not just be a topic but to be what the film is trying to say about that topic so you've you've noted the topic of morality and the theme that morality can be used to separate people or to bring them together and it just depends on how you wield it that it it changes you know how, how it the outcome is is based on how you you wield it
0: exactly
1: I think that your assessment of people should watch this people should be aware of this every anybody of any age or, or mindset set should be able to see this and and feel something from it and learn something from it I think this is absolutely that type of film yes
0: during the movie I had mentioned that in one scene it reminded me of something that's going on in my family right now Mm -hmm. these things were hitting home and I think probably for some people it would be you could pick out maybe not just one particular thing but somewhere in that movie you could find something that you can relate to
1: yeah I know that uh, the movie has this sort of elderly woman she's got a lot of salt to her you know she's very worldly she's seen a lot of things and so of course when you know the the magical lady comes to town she's a little bit like i don't know about you i've been swindled in the past and i know your type you know she wears her down over time but they reveal that this this older woman is having this like difficult struggle she's going through and she's actively choosing to like confront it on her own terms to face death the way that she wants to she says let's show everyone that we're willing to go Go Down Dancing. I think that there's a particular member of our podcast who comes on here just about every week that that they would really appreciate this character and their philosophy on how to live life and how to die with grace and dignity.
0: Exactly. I particularly like the cinematography in this movie. I just thought it was so beautifully done. Mm. The light and the dark. It's By the way, it's a black and white film. And I want to mention that you were previously talking about Dame Judi Dench, who just always knocks it out of the park
1: yeah she's fantastic
0: yes her role in this movie was so good so awe-inspiring yeah i appreciated that
1: it's almost a crime to say that uh johnny depp stars in this film he's he's in it certainly and he has a cool character i will say it's a little a little too close to captain jack sparrow for my liking but it's not exactly him so i'm willing to give it a pass it's in this weird gray area for me where he's like clearly gearing up to play that johnny depp captain jack sparrow character but uh he's not quite there yet I, i'm thankful for that yet. there was one aspect of the cinematography or maybe uh, i should say the editing this is a very personal thing so if you're if you don't feel the same way i understand some people might call it a gimmick some people might say that it requires a certain level of skill in storytelling but one of my favorite things is the match cut the match cut occurs whenever you have one thing happening in a scene and when you cut to the next scene it's matching that thing that is happening in some way or another and we have that in this movie in the scene where the characters are going about their days and a wind blows by and that's one of the themes of the film is the the north wind the wind that pushes us towards progress you know towards moving to the next thing keeps us keeps us moving forward so you could you could say that this is like sort of hearkening to that i wished that when they cut between these characters and the wind they had used a more precise match cut where it's like they're let's say i think in one of them she's like chopping chocolate or something and then it cuts to the mayor and he he's not doing anything to do with chopping chocolate or chopping a thing or maybe he's like you know uh, he's got his hands on some papers and he's like ripping them and that's like similar to cutting you know you can kind of do a a very one for one match instead of just a vague match I I like those.
0: Fading into
1: yeah I like the cuts that are the match cuts that are precise like it's the one person's cutting and then we we jump over into another person who's also cutting or doing something similar to cutting you know a a similar body motion perhaps you know but that's very subjective it's not the kind of thing that's like this makes the movie bad it's just I prefer this and they had a good opportunity for it and they just didn't
0: yeah also wanted to mention that this movie was taking place in 1959 yes and I think Thought sitting here watching the movie, drawing comparisons with what was going on in the United States in 1959 and what was going on in that little French town mm-hmm. at that time. They were a little backward from from what the United States was. It was, but it didn't take away from. But it certainly could show you, you know, what things were like in that place.
1: You want to say specifically what you mean by well, comparing? Well, what
0: I what. made me think about it was when the uh, priest says, you know, he's singing Elvis Presley. And I'm thinking during 1959, there was a lot of American bandstand, uh, you know, a lot of music coming out of Detroit, you know, Motown. And and then this little remote village, they just weren't aware of that. Everything was still just a sin, you know. So
1: there's a little behind.
0: A little behind, yeah. That makes sense. I thought that was interesting that they did that much to, to kind of show the difference in time and place. Did you have a favorite character?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I think I really liked Luke. Yes. The the, the son of a uh, young man. He seemed like a young boy in a repressive town. I agree. Young men in any repressive situation usually are going to like go the other way with it. Like right. he's just looking for the macabre and everything he sees and he's just really interested. Interested in that like darker more edgy stuff and like yeah that's how that's how young men are like they think that stuff's interesting
0: and okay. and the lovely grandmother played by Dame Judi Dench she could provide that for him you know and there was a lot of difference in their ages but uh, she was cool huh. she really was
1: I find her to be a, a really interesting character as well I think that that whole like that whole sub story of like Luke his grandmother and his mother the dynamic there is it could hold a whole movie on its back I think that's another point I want to make about this movie is that it's very indulgent. You know, yes. it's it's a two hour long movie and there's a lot of scenes that don't need to be there and a lot of characters that are very well explored that don't need to be well explored. But you walk away from it really feeling a connection for a lot of different people. Right. These characters who feel very real and feel very like well-loved and well-explored, well-ventured into. I think that a part of the argument here, part of the the theme, if you will, is that overindulgence is a good thing. Right. And this movie certainly, you know, it's two hours and one minute long. That's overindulgent yeah. by about 31 minutes. I think that's interesting that they do that. But you you asked me my favorite character. Which one was yours? Was it Dame Judy, Judy Dench's character?
0: Yes, it was because usually someone playing that age in this scenario would have been the uptight. You do it this way, this way, this way. It's the way it's always been done. But yet she was the free spirit. Yes. And I love that, mm-hmm. that, that she gave so much to her grandkids grandson and they shared so much in such a little time and he'll have that forever
1: so maybe we should make this distinction going forward because I feel it might be worth it so both of us in our answers I liked Luke because I felt like he was like a real you know young man and you liked the the grandmother because you felt like she was you know, something so I... more than than expected right both of those things are a writing you like the the way they were written right right and I like the way uh, Luke was written right uh, both of those are like compliments to the writer but not compliments to the actors did you feel like any one performance like the actor performing the character really captured the character well
0: the gal that, uh, and I don't know her name, I apologize, that came into the... Uh, Josephine. That Yes, that had been beaten by her Josephine's
1: husband. my favorite as well. Yes. Yeah, I think that her performance as like a, a a woman who has... There's so much subtle nuance to her character from the writing as well. I mean, to, to not note the excellent writing for her character is heinous. Absolutely great writing for her. But to portray a woman who's like, I'm stuck in this bad situation. There's nothing I can do. And I'm trying to find ways to rebel against it and people are terrible to me about it. They're on to me for my little tiny rebellious things that I do, and they're mean to me, and it's just driving me kind of crazy. I believe it. I believe that she's become frantic over, you know, her terrible situation.
0: I believed it as well. You know, I could feel when she was getting beat up by her husband, it was real. It was, you know, there was no acting there. She made it real. It was just real. I loved that.
1: I liked how they portrayed defeating Serge as an easy thing. I think She literally says, like, it was like swatting a fly. (laughs) And, like, it does look pretty easy in the moment, too. It's not like it's, like, played up, like, Hollywood style. It's a very slow clean tap on the back of the head and he's yeah, out he's out and honestly it felt good well that's how it should be in real life if you hit someone in the back of the head with a hard object they're done they're done they need they need a doctor now
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah.
1: that's how that works don't get hit in the head people it's not yeah. the place you want to get hit
0: <laughs> no and if you hit me one more time i'm looking for a skillet
1: mm-hmm yeah. i uh i think that that's it's really really interesting they actively chose not to have someone else come in and save the girls because in a, any other film in, in a weaker film they would have had a man show up and save the girls.
0: Exactly.
1: I love I love that scene. That's another reason why this isn't a chick flick, because chick flicks love to give like the romantic partner character a chance to come in and be big, strong savior type. Right. And no, no, you know, the problem is with them, let them handle it. You know, I'm not saying that if someone's in danger, you don't help them. I'm right. saying that in a film, when we're writing a film,
0: let your characters who are in danger solve their own problems. Yeah, like it would be in real life. Yeah. You're
1: not always gonna have somebody come in and save you and the more we put that in films, the more people think that that's how it should be. No, no, the way it should be is you figure it out. You got to got to save yourself.
0: I thought Johnny Depp was playing it loose. He was he was not overreaching. He wasn't overacting. He was just kind of mellow. I was surprised that they bought him in for the last shot of him. I I just thought he'd go off into the sunset that that was the end of him. That I was surprised that that happened that they came back in, but I guess, yeah. you know, they when, thought when you people have... would want to see that maybe.
1: When you have Johnny Depp, you use Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. I, I guess that's what it is <laughs> I, I think his mellowness is what I didn't like Because I would have directed Johnny Depp to be more happy-go-lucky You know, he's just this big bright ball of sunshine And that way whenever he takes his his daughter or his handler, I guess She calls him uh, her pony Yeah And um, she <laughs> 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 it's very funny but uh, uh this little girl he takes her to get some seltzer water and they ter- tell him like i don't i don't uh i don't provide for animals or, or something i don't sell to animals Horrible. and if i think that if we had established his character as this big bright happy you know almost like he's trying to cheat you out of some money but he's just like so happy and you kind of want to you know what fine man you're such a happy guy i'll i'll give it to you in that moment if he's been that like happy go lucky they tell him like no we're not going to serve you we think you're animals. And that smile that he's always got on just like falls all the way off
0: yeah because he's been made to look bad in front of his daughter and his daughter has been called you know subhuman
1: i think that would have been a really like hard moment for us as viewers to see him go from like the the cheery happy guy oh no you know and i i didn't love his opening lines either I, from a writer's perspective they were very people think this about us i'm going to explain to you how this world works and how people perceive my type of a person you know too too straightforward don't give me that, like, that directly, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, if, if you already know what people think about you... Because you've been down this road before. That was a flaw that I thought. Why would you take your child into that situation when you knew something could arise?
1: Yeah, and why would you just tell a complete stranger, this is how people view me, and it's not very good. Right. little backwards, you know. I I also thought that there was a missed opportunity where he's like, that's not my favorite. That's not my favorite. And then at the end, he could say, she's like, all right, hot chocolate. That's your favorite. Everybody likes hot chocolate. And he's like, no, you're my favorite. And that could be like a big, you know, a moment or maybe he never says you are my favorite but the subtext is oh no it's not my favorite and he like leans into her and then we can be done with johnny depp for the movie now that he's like leaned in and it's implied it's, it's not Im- stated it but it's implied. implied or maybe the little girl can say i know what his favorite is and look at the mom and then maybe she blushes and, it, and it's never stated but you know again we can you can use there's a lot of ways in film to imply something without stating it exactly you know? and then maybe after uh, maybe after she blushes and he and like she's like go go on get out of here now she goes it's hot chocolate mom and then she's he's he's, she's totally wrong or maybe you know there's a lot of ways to make this fun
0: did you think it was a good choice of towns for the movie
1: oh uh what was the name of the town
0: I don't remember.
1: Oh, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Remember. I, I like that it was in France. We were right about France. We, we nailed that one, boys. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Nobody eats any frogs in the movie, which is disappointing. And we didn't get to see Johnny Depp, like, just devour some chocolate. But we did get the mayor, who is an actor that I've forgotten the name of, because I'm an idiot. I love that actor. He's so good. He was in, uh, he played uh, Dr. Octopus in uh, in Spider-Man 2. I know you're a huge Spider-Man uh, yes. Spider-Man fan. So he played that character, and he did a great job. And he did this character, and he was amazing. And we did get to see him just go to town on some chocolate.
0: (laughs) I thought when he was doing it, I thought, well, you nailed it. Somebody's going to devour that chocolate. And They did. Yeah, just inhumane. <laughs> yeah, just had to.
1: a wild love for chocolate, which is what we want to see in a movie about a food. You want to see someone just do something crazy with the food, and they
0: did it. We weren't disappointed on that, no, were we? No, no. It, was, it, it, was was it was good. It was
1: good. I I also like that. That's that's the showdown. The showdown as it is set up in this film, because every film has a moment where like two different ideologies have to clash together in a an explosive sort of moment right right in this one it's a little bit weaker because vivian's not there she is not at the showdown right but her stand-in is this chocolate woman and the chocolate woman gets attacked brutally by brutally yeah just cut oh okay ribbons by uh, the mayor or the count the the count is his name the count just cuts it up and then falls into the chocolate and I at that moment I think I realized the thing that I took away from that moment was she's killing him with kindness and he is he talks just in the previous scene about rebirth and how like the Easter Sunday is a day of rebirth and he goes in there in the middle of the night probably around midnight one might say so at the time of it becoming you know Easter Sunday you could say that he does get reborn as a new man who has now overindulged again and yeah overindulgence is a good thing and it makes him into a more accepting and tolerant man. The The side of morality or religion that is good and helpful and brings us together, you know, a, a willingness to tolerate one another and, and, and include uh, people with ideologies separate from your own.
0: Well, having watched it and having discussed it, do you think that you will go away as thinking about this movie from time to time?
1: Oh, no, absolutely. I think I'll definitely be thinking about this movie. It's got so many interesting little uh like choices that it made and I think that whenever I think about what a a, a woman-led film can be like I'll think of chocolate I think that this movie handles having a, a a woman protagonist beautifully just masterfully I agree for whatever reason Hollywood films still to this day struggle with it's like trying to get to the moon you know like NASA sometimes can do it and other times they can't you know it just depends on the day of the week I guess it's the same thing with, with woman-led films in Hollywood isn't it? sometimes they can do it and other times they can't with chocolate. They definitely nailed it. And I'm glad to see it. I'll, I'll be referencing it in the future. Whenever we have good. a, a woman led film, I'll be like, it's better be as good as chocolate. We, you have that as a reference point all the time.
0: Okay. So now we've watched my choice mm. and next time it's going to be your choice. Have you got things you're thinking of? Or-
1: oh, I've got, yeah, I've got quite a few movies for you. I have, I'm, I'm trying to understand if uh, you're, how open you are to a radically different kind of movie.
0: Oh, i'm open okay
1: right i i love the enthusiasm if you're if you're saying you're 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 down to clown then clown yes. we shall
0: yes i'm open i i love new experiences
1: actually now that i think of it chocolate's kind of a no chocolate is not the first black and white film we've done for this podcast we've done one before it was uh the tingler it was yeah. that one for some reason i think there might have been another one but I, I think that's not right i do think that chocolate is the first for this season if this comes out in season two of the podcast which I'm hoping that it will, this will be the uh, the first for season two. Good, good. Which is good. You know, we, should, we need to include as many of these black and white films. It's, I agree. Do you think that there was a reason they made it black and white?
0: I think the reason was color kind of gets in the way of stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. And black and white, you just see it for what it is. And it adds so much to it, the way it's shot, just so... Like I said, the lightness and the darkness fading in and fading out, and it's just, you get to see it just for what it is.
1: Do you think that there might be a story-related reason why they chose black and white?
0: Well, there again, I just think so that the story would stand out, nothing else would get in the way of it.
1: I think that they chose to do black and white because we're talking about morality, right? And morality is often discussed. Black or white in terms of black white and potentially if you're a nuanced individual you might say gray which is interesting because black and white films inherently have gray values to them right it's just we always call them black and white
0: films. yeah that's that's a, a good point
1: i think that 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 might have been the specific reason they thought that that would be a good uh, little hidden thing that if you're thinking about it you'll catch it but if you're right. not it doesn't matter if you don't it's, yeah. it's still still a beautiful film and like when you're working with chocolates you know you have like your your milk chocolates your dark chocolates and then your white chocolates and those are kind of your three options and white chocolate's like the most like basic of the the three but yeah like when you're mixing them on a black and white shot it still looks great you're not losing anything like people get the difference between dark chocolate milk chocolate and white chocolate even though you've taken all the color out
0: and it comes across
1: yeah you get it like you absolutely get it yes I agree. Did this did this film give or teach you anything you weren't expecting it would teach you?
0: Yes, because I, I didn't think that... Well, I had no idea that it was going to be this type of a movie. I just thought it was going to be more entertaining. But with the lessons and the things that were so real, it just it really opened my eyes to... A movie being made that way.
1: Mm. Slice of Life is such a hard thing to pull off. Right. And there's there's well, there's other things that are really difficult about this film. So normally, a protagonist, and I think we can all agree that Vivian's the protagonist, right. your protagonist normally starts in a place of comfort. They are in the middle of status quo, and they have to leave status quo either to protect it or to learn something new and then return back to status quo, right? Vivian comes from outside of status quo, she is not in the normal place. She's coming into the place of normality and then fighting against it. That is a much harder thing to do than characters in a place of safety and comfort and status quo, but they must leave because of reason. Once they've gotten that reason taken care of, they will return, but they're now changed in some way. She fights the status quo and then she changes the status quo, but it hasn't changed her so much that she's forgotten about leaving. She still wants to leave but decides not to. And I wish there was a more fulfilling reason for her not to leave other than i have successfully changed the status quo like once it becomes clear that like the townspeople are on her side she's still unsure about leaving yeah but decides not to and it feels like a lot of the reason why she didn't leave is i changed the status quo so i guess i'll uh stay
0: i had to be hard for her because she was being judged from the second that she got there, from the very second that she got there, she was being, they had already formed an opinion of her.
1: Do you think there was a moment where people started judging her?
0: Well, I think at the beginning because she had a child out of wedlock.
1: Yeah, the the moment that she says I'm I'm mademoiselle, not right. not madame. It it was very very well performed that moment. Yes. Just the sudden stop and like what is it? The pregnant pause there, the mm-hmm. very like bloated pause of like, oh.
0: And to think that you're feeling what she's feeling. You're trying to feel what she's feeling because you're thinking this is her whole life that they've judged. They don't even know her. And the people that are judging her are the people in church who are supposed to be loving and kind and accepting, but yet they're judging her. Yeah. They have found it to be their main purpose on life.
1: Yeah, it's it's the problem with religion as I've understood it my entire life. Religion in the modern sense isn't about like coming and bringing value to you. It's about coming and taking value away from you you have to come and spend time at our church because if you don't you know society will look at you differently you have to come and give money to our church because we need it for church reasons you have to come and there's all these things that the church is taking from you but all it gives is some people aren't going to be as mean to you as they could be it's extortion
0: really leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you see this going on they have the right to be the judge and the jury of everyone, and they spread the news. Yeah. There's n- no comfort, no kindness, no acceptance. It's
1: all gossip and, mm-hmm. and finding ways to be aggressive towards people for petty things. Yeah.
0: And where they think they can set themselves up to be that judge and jury I don't understand it just because Um, they're religious I I wouldn't know I mean
1: I I distanced myself from that walk of life a long time ago I do think that uh, I think there was a missed opportunity in Luke's grandmother's death when she dies and they're burying her and they're giving the sermon for her I think that there should have been an argument between Vivian and uh, Luke's mother maybe the count would come in and, and say hey the mother gets to decide which I think is the technically correct answer but more Morally, it is inappropriate because we know that uh, Luke's grandmother, we know, it's never stated, but she seems like she's an atheist. So to have a priest at her burial giving like sermon, very inappropriate.
0: Well, she's been down the road. She's, she's been treated poorly and she's been judged and become an outcast.
1: But that's their version of inclusion or their version of being kind. We'll send a priest to your grave to give sermon even though you were an atheist.
0: Yeah, and we're going to talk about you at your own funeral.
1: Yeah, talk that good shit about you. Uh, and, and it's it's one of two things. They either they either gossip about you at your funeral or they talk like you were a saint, a wonderful, beautiful, amazing person, which is untrue to who you really were. Yeah. She was a warts and all kind of people. Some people are warts and all people. They don't mind you seeing how ugly they are or how, how human. Human they are. They don't mind people seeing them as humans. And humans have flaws, and that's okay. But some people aren't like that. They want to be seen as these pristine, idyllic, uh, ma- magically perfect people who always did everything right and happy and kind and true, even if that's not accurate. And that's, you know, everybody, I think that if it's your funeral, that's a day for you. So if you want to be seen as this idyllic, perfect angel, baby boy, you should have that. And if you want to be seen for what you really were, you should have that too. But it's weird that the correct answer is the estranged daughter of this deceased person gets to decide and I think that, that would have been a really cool scene to highlight the problem and, and really let it boil up to the next step which is how dare she start a, a fight at this funeral that I'm you know reading sermon at or whatever I'm gonna take my knife over to her chocolate shop
0: yeah they, they could have said something like uh, she you know she danced to her own drumbeat, but yet she was a loving grandmother and you know they could have gone that way
1: Maybe. The argument could have just been hey it's okay for the priest to give sermon but you need to give time for everyone else to also go up and say something
0: i love that
1: and maybe the uh the count is like no we don't have time we have to go to the church immediately after this and she's arguing that no don't and maybe The people there agree with her, so they all go up and give their own little speech, and it's sort of like the Count and the church is sort of being replaced by people's own agency, their own ability to speak on a matter. And that's what drives him to get more aggressive with her instead of, I think there really isn't any building up to him deciding to like stab her it's kind of just like he's frustrated with the situation and goes to do it he's he's like oh i haven't eaten in so long and this lady oh man she's frustrating me better go stab her he's <laughs> just weak he, he was so weak know moment of weakness certainly
0: yeah. <laughs> grab a knife Oh God!
1: One of the one of the stories that barely got explored, but I'm not mad that it barely got explored, was the romance story between the older man and the uh, the older woman. That was so cute. Very cute. Yes. Yes. But again, it's it's about the movie like touching romance, but never committing to it.
0: Exactly. They just it it was just there, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It just it was so sweet.
1: Yeah, it was in there just enough. For you to know, like, yep, there's a romance here, but not so much that you're like, this is about romance. And I I did love, that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when he, that older man with his dog is in the church booth and he's talking to the young priest. And he's like, kind of caught him in a logical fallacy where he's like, you know, I sinned uh, because I prayed for my dog's health. And he's like, well, you know that God can't do anything for that because dogs don't have souls. And he's like, oh. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. And then he says something else, I can't remember what. Oh, right, he, he went to the chocolate shop because the the chocolatier offered his dog something. And he's like, that place is a place of sin, your dog shouldn't go there. And he goes, well, if, and, and, and your dog should be observing Lent. And he goes, well, if he's got no soul, help. there's no reason for him to observe Lent and I was just blown away by that I was like yes oh this seems so good and then it goes right into a scene that's in the same scene he immediately then starts talking about how he's had sexual thoughts about a woman and he goes at your age yeah. and I'm like thank you for telling the audience yep older people have sexual thoughts of course they do
0: of course why we're, would it still alive yeah you're <laughs> breathing
1: If I believe the quote goes uh, uh, if, if they breathe they're a thought yeah. and, and we can all agree with you know, uh, thought is a term. I'll teach you what thought means. Thought is a, is an acronym that means that hoe over there. And so it's a term usually used to demean a, a, a person calling them a hoe or a, or a prostitute.
0: Didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So if you want to call someone a prostitute without having to use the word prostitute, it's kind of a long and cumbersome word, you can say that they're a thought. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you you yeah. have that whatever you want now. You can be like, oh, this thought, you know, look at them. There you go. Now you, now you have a cool new insult. You can just let loose.
0: Right, I love new words.
1: Hit them with it, you know. Uh, uh, But yeah, the quote is, "If they breathe, they're a thought." So everybody's a, everybody's a hoe. Yeah. As long as they're breathing. That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. Doing that hoe shit.
0: (laughs) Got two brain cells. You're good.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. You're capable of it.
0: It's getting to be about that time. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, I. Uh, so one of my problems with the final movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe's original lineup—they get to you know, the Infinity War, and then they do Endgame. And Endgame is the last movie in that original lineup, right? And in that movie, they get all the different characters from all the different movies all together in one big last fight, right? And there's a moment where there's this, like, impossible-seeming task. And one of the girl characters comes up and she goes, don't worry, we'll help him out. And then all the girl characters line up and help this man out with his impossible task he's trying to accomplish. And I hated that scene. Not because it's, like, a girl power moment, but because in an already ridiculous and silly scenario where all these actual action figures are just slapping against each other it seems really ridiculous for all of the specifically just the girls to line up to help this guy out even though there are tons of other people around i get they're busy fighting the other action figures i get it it just felt very unearned and just randomly put in there some screenwriter somewhere was like yeah this would be fucking cool hoping that somebody would change it, but nobody did. He's like, ooh, you guys kept that in? Why would you keep that in? I feel like the girl power moment in this film is excellent. Good. Having the two girls sort of fighting on the stairs and then walking into their kitchen and seeing... All the women of the town helping to cook. And then there were also men in there too. Right. Like uh, the, the one woman's husband who she's decided yeah. to uh, drug with chocolate in order yeah. to get him to have sex with her. One of the weirder... I, I did like that this movie respected physical intimacy as well as romantic intimacy. A lot of the times these Hollywood films sort of conflate physical intimacy with romantic inter- they're the same thing where yeah. they only pay attention to one and not both but this movie seemed to pay a lot of attention to both and i really appreciated that but i thought the girl power moment in this movie was very well handled even if they included a couple men particularly because they included a couple men you know men are men are girls right. too like let's, right. all, let's all just be men and, and girls and girls and men
0: and be helpful and yeah. be a part of the group yeah yeah i agree
1: good good ending what well, did you did you have anything for me
0: well the one thing that came to mind just now mm was I was so glad that they didn't let the child burn up on the boat it was taking you in that direction and I just was feeling you know don't let it happen please do not let that happen right and I'm glad they didn't
1: yeah yeah it would certainly I think that you could see a version of this movie that's a lot more uh Shakespearean Mm -hmm. where like this big tragic event happens and that causes all the people to ramp up to the point where they're willing to kill each other over it right you know they could have done that they could have done the Shakespeare thing, and it it probably would have been just as good I would think you know the rest of the movie is so solid it's kind of hard to fuck it up at that point right you make an excellent you know hour and 20 minutes of film and then the last 40 minutes you fuck it up somehow (laughs) very likely Mm -mm. Uh, uh, so even if like the producer came down and said you have to kill the little girl in this movie okay we gotta do that they'd still make it good after that but I do agree I think that this version of the film you know it has a moment or two you know the assault scene and then the the fire scene are the two big like really dramatic moments you know where
0: it just builds up to such a point that you didn't know what what to expect which way it was gonna go
1: it sort of knocks the wind out of you you're like yeah. you're watching and you're like not in this film right that's right. not right yeah you get you get a vibe for the movie and then you see these moments that feel a little out of place and like it's shocking mm-hmm. right i agree I, I i think it definitely succeeded in those two scenes specifically in creating a moment of terror Mm-hmm. just good filmmaking at that point yeah it
0: was, it was uh you could get angry at what was going on. you could get very sad it was you know the things that were going on you could feel what you know the what people were doing i I just love this movie so much.
1: I'm glad to hear that i I had a very good time as well
0: Good So you're happy yeah all right okay next time it's gonna be your choice.
1: Well, I can't wait. Okay. it's gonna be good.
0: So we're going to close for today, and then we'll see you next time. Great!
1: Better go stab her.
0: (laughs) He's just weak. He, He was so weak.